We are back with another episode of the Dirty Laundry Game Worn Hockey Podcast. It's been a couple weeks, but of course we recorded two shows at the uh, the St. Louis Expo. If you've not listened to those, I'm sorry they're long winded, but you know what? Screw you. They were. It was a fun time. <laughs> we we did one while we were setting up on Friday night with Wade. We had you on and a couple of the other guys, and then did one Sunday because Saturday was batshit insane there between doing the show. I had to leave to go play. We had to, to, it was just, it was, that place was so busy the entire weekend, but then we sat down Sunday and then recorded bits throughout the show. And it was funny bringing, we brought in, uh, had our first uh, live celebrity signer right there, come over, Reed Lowe came over and did an interview with us. I wish I'd have been able to interview the guys on Saturday, uh, but it was right in the timing. I was having to pack up all my gear to leave. But, but, dude, that was a fun show. I've had people reach out a week after saying, hey, it was so much fun, great catching up. I saw this or, or whatever. Do uh, you still have it? Just those kind of things. So it's funny how long after the expo people, or they see the pictures and reach out and say, hey, tell me about that jersey. Definitely so, a fun thing. Are you recovered? <laughs> I honestly like. I, I'll tell you this. I did. I un, I like. I'm probably. I don't know. Terrible about this, but I like. Kind of unpacked. Like the the room where I keep all that stuff is still a little bit of a mess. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I needed a break and uh, just a, like the hangover. But well, um, see the pictures I saw. You just dropped all the jerseys on the bed and fell on them like a guy with money and just kind of swam <laughs> in them on the bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, no, that is that, that that is the money. That's all yeah. I've got. <laughs> yeah, we had a had a fantastic time and I hope I know we've had a lot of listens on on both those shows and and thanks for for coming out or people who listened to the shows afterwards and reached out to me and and said they enjoyed hearing that and the different stories. I hope to do more of those. I do well at your expo and hope to even be able to afford at some point to go on a road and do some other expos the same way. Yeah, I know uh, we've talked about going out east or yep. you know maybe out west or doing something. Hey. I mean, I definitely Trying to get some more on coming next year. Uh, yeah. So lots of travel. So we have a uh, Paul joining us as, uh, as one of our regulars and then Tiffany Burns. I've been, it's been what, probably a year I've been fighting to get you on here and finally happened. And like, like we said off the air, it's was your fault because you sent me suggestions of the show. And I'm like, you're going to suggest you're coming on. Lesson well, learned. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here guys. You've got, for anybody friends with her, she's got a, an awesome project coming with opening a bar and the pictures of the jerseys you mounted to the wall. That's how you make it a cool bar is, is having those hockey jerseys up there. And are you going to do some other hockey touches? You know, so I really want to find a couple pride sticks. Um, you know, now that the NHL's kind of backed off that a little bit, it's, it's made that stuff kind of harder to find. Everybody's kind of hoarding things now. Um, so I'm looking for a couple of those I'd like to put on display. Um, so if anybody's out there has any, please let me know. Any particular teams, players, or does it matter? No, you know, I just, uh, I just want to be able to represent that. And I made sure I left a nice space to do so. So now Very you, cool. I, I say, I know all else you could, you could take on loan and put a Zamboni in your bar. <laughs> you know, we I was thinking that that could be like patio material or something, right? A lot of bars have little outdoor smoking areas and patios. Why the hell not just put a Zamboni out there and light it up? He's just going to start driving it now to get it there. Uh, we'll, we'll have Mitch drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch I get actually, lost on the way. A couple oh, weeks ago, sure, sent Paul a picture of 
it was at a, I can't remember where it was, but it was at a bar and somebody, it's a half a Zamboni, like the frame on the wall, like the Zambonis, just half of it shoved into the wall. So even if you could find something like that, if it's a casting, just something like that would be cool as hell. So that, some of that weird stuff. Uh, I think we probably need a mini Zamboni. It's like a mini version of the Sharks one, so we can have maybe Paul on the full-size one and then Mitch in the little mini one right next to him, well, like so, a power wheel. Uh, funny story. They sell those. They're 350 bucks. I actually found it for my neighbor's kid online because went to his first game and started calling it the Ice Tractor. So I had searched online trying to find a small one and came across Power Wheels actually makes a Zamboni. None of us will be able to sit on it and drive it because we're too heavy, but they do have them. That's uh, that's tell me you're from the Midwest without telling me you're from the Midwest. Bingo. Yeah, one, one state down, Tiffany. So, um, something else cool, and, and I'm working on, on getting it wrapped. I've got to work with a, uh, one of the designers in St. Louis I know is ran across it. Actually, it's from a bar. It's a goalie mask beer tapper. But you've got the goalie mask, and it's a it holds a hundred and hundred and three ounces of beer. But it's basically a big funnel that sits up on top of the goalie mask with a tap. But it's a company that makes them. I found one as a deal. Problem is, it's Penguins, so I'm going to get it rewrapped and done as blues. But uh, um, I, I'll send you the link later for the company that sells them. Um, if you ever want to throw a couple in your bar, not plugging them because I've not done any business with them. I picked this one up secondhand, but I thought it was super cool. They even have ones that are a super tall or more of a V style for for beer, and you can put ice in the middle. But it was just badass because it was a goalie mask. So that sounds fun. So yep, all those all those fun bar things. I'm good at spending other people's money if you haven't figured out. So some of the other, I mean, hobby wise, we're we're. Deep into the season, the price of Sharks jerseys have fallen through the floor. Um, right, Paul? Uh, oh, completely. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fire sale. Just give those things away. I was hoping we'd have done a show where they hadn't won a damn game yet, but scheduling didn't didn't allow for that. We had plenty of time for that. I mean, that was... <laughs> I, I thought about fit, trying to just shoehorn a show in just so we could give you that much hell, but they, they have strung a couple wins now, and... But, we could have done it from the rank. It's quiet yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I got you laughing because we were talking last week. Uh, I was listening to one of the national podcasts, Daily Faceoff, and they were looking at the Sharks, two goalies, save percentages compared to uh, Edmonton and one other team. And the Sharks were the, the of the three teams were the third weren't the lowest they had the the, the uh, Edmonton and the other team which I can't think of who it was below them in save percentage which I thought was hilarious for especially when the Sharks didn't have any wins they were actually still higher in save percentage well you, you also have to remember their first 11 games or so I think they had 11 goals in 11 games yeah. I mean you're well you're not going to win many games and they didn't they I think it was game 12 they finally won Yes, because they were trying. They were almost to the NHL record, but uh, luckily they they held that off. Um, so what are, what's some hobby things you guys have seen? I've 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 seen a lot of people, normal people, moving stuff. Um, uptick of of a little bit. Some of some bigger jerseys showing up in uh, from private hands and that. And then of course a number of teams uh, doing military night jerseys already. And and we. We, we know how those are being worn now. So what have you guys seen first? I'll start, Paul, I'll start with you. I mean, the Sharks did have their uh, 
Hispanic Heritage Night jersey auction. And those which were was, beautiful. Yeah, those they, they were absolutely stunning jerseys. Um, warm up, well, supposed to be warm up worn, but we, we've been over that multiple times. And um, gr- great looking jerseys. I think this auction was about a month or so ago. And interesting to me, the ones that went for the most were two um, team signed ones, just a number 23 for the year, signed by the team. Um, I don't know if it was every player, but I'm assuming it was. Went for eight fifty and eleven fifty uh, for the I two. Think that's and at then, least nice when when somebody wants a whole team sign something and it's hard to get them on your own. That's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, it's, and they went well. I mean, they, those those two sold. Other than that, the most expensive jersey was um, Oscar Lindblom, who was eight fifty, and then the prospects, you know, Boards and Eklund, who were seven fifty each. Everything else was in the five to six hundreds and you know the fair market value of these were 475 so it's that seems high for fair market value doesn't it um yeah i think they're raising that it seems like i want to know where they come up with that number because the fair market i guess the i guess i'm thinking of cost what it costs them to make it is what i feel you can't I don't feel that, that the team should be able to figure out what the what the value because of a certain player is. It should be what it's costing them, and anything above that is what you get to write off. But maybe, and I don't. Again, I'm not an IRS person or don't don't know some of that. But maybe there's some rules changed. But but I do find that weird that that they now go that direction. In fairness, all of them were priced. The uh, fair market value was the same. Okay, so at least at least that is is fair. There's but I don't believe it cost them that much to get them done. Uh, Tiffany, what have you seen uh, that's piqued your, I know you've been super busy, but anything in the hobby, either with these jerseys or other things uh, over the last couple of weeks? So I think the only thing that's kind of uh, caught me by surprise is the Arizona Coyotes. We discovered what last year that they started doing their own goal program for goal pucks. Um, so for away teams, right? Great resource to be able to snag some pucks. Um, they have a new guy that kind of took over. They are sitting on uh, a Connor Bedard goal puck. Uh, and apparently they received an insane amount of interest over this puck. So now they got the bright idea that they're going to start doing some auctions with their big name players. So it didn't take long for uh, for them to tap into that uh, that money train. Yeah, their marketing guy is going to love that. But in, you know, in the case of Bedard, I don't blame them one bit because you're uh, guaranteed to bring in just an ass ton of money for that. And I don't know if it goes to whatever their charity uh, back end stuff is or how they do it. But you know what? Good on them because they're going to make a crazy amount of money, especially if it goes to one of their charities. Great. That's an influx that they probably didn't expect to get. Well, and I think it's going to draw a lot of attention to the fact that they are selling the stuff like they are. Right. There's a lot of people who still don't realize that, hey, yeah, you know, you can grab a puck from them 75 to 150 bucks. You know, a lot of kids that you, you wouldn't be able to touch those pucks anywhere else. Now how, yeah. now, how do they sell their regular ones, not the crazy Bedard? Do they do it through an online auction or is it online store? Do you know? They just have an online store, and there's okay. really kind of no rhyme or reason to how they post them. Um, they haven't posted anything yet from this season. Uh, I think they're probably trying to push out last year as they keep marking them down. Um, but, no, there's uh, there's usually some cool finds in there, you know. You're kind of just looking for some random stuff. Because nobody thinks to look at the Arizona Coyote right. anything. Exactly. 
<laughs> no, Wade, what about you? Um, you know, again, I was interested and I kind of said it before we came on, on the air or whatever you want to call it, um, was the ducks had their, had one of their warm-up jerseys and they had pictures of players in the jerseys, like street clothes with the Jersey on, which I thought was an interesting marketing ploy to at least say that, you know, the Jersey was worn by the player at some level. Um, you know, the blues auction just went off for their military jerseys and those prices were 500 and up. So pretty typical on that. Um, you know, Tiffany, you know, hit on Bedard. I, I'm still fascinated by like what that first public Jersey sale is going to look like for a gamer on Bedard. I mean, I just can't, I mean, the, the Blackhawks are so backwards with the way that they have distributed stuff over the years. Like you talk about a gold mine. Imagine if they, th- if they imagine if they did a, a give smart auction and, and threw a set of jerseys up there, including a Bedard, like what's that sell for? It's just wild to me. Well, remember just at, at the, the, when we were at the blues game, the night at the expo is the, the Hawks online auction had a signed Bedard Jersey, not game oh, or nothing. Yeah. It was, we were watching it during the auction. I think it started like a couple grand. And by the time the blues game was over, it was, was north of what? 25 grand yeah. for yeah. A, just a signed authentic. It's I mean, wild. holy hell. It's uh, it's going to be that, that to me is like, you know, for the season is going to be, that'll be fun to watch to see if one of those pops up in an NHL auction or, or what have you. Um, I'm interested to see, I know some people were in Toronto and the Leafs had stuff for sale like they do at the Sports Card Expo. And it looked like they had a bunch of practice jerseys, Adidas ones. And yeah, Mitch this, put that picture up. What, yeah, two for 75? Yeah, is that what I saw? Two for 75 bucks. And I think my reply was like, the Adidas uh, purge has begun. And so that this season to me will be interesting to see how all the teams handle all that Adidas stuff they have to, to get out of circulation by the end of the year and get out of their, their coffers because, you know, they – they don't, they don't want to keep that stuff in storage. So I think summer sales will be interesting this year. Um, should be a fun year. As, as long as the the Fanatics factory can get stuff built and ready to go on time. Yeah. You know what? If you remember correctly, and you'll still notice it every once in a while, um, I've seen a couple players who still rock some, some Reebok stuff. So I think sometimes the stuff that maybe is under the jerseys, I think that they maybe hold on to – some t-shirts and some of the gear, maybe if players like that stuff. So I don't think they clear it all out, but I think anything that's outerwear that's going to show a logo. The team can't issue it, but if the player's hanging onto it for sentimental, they won't touch it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to me this year. Um, That should be fun. Yeah. It won't be long. Um, Pulling up a couple of the, the random jerseys. You mentioned the ducks first, Uh, their description, military appreciation night, Jersey letter, Jersey. in this case, it's Max Jones size 56. This Jersey was issued for the Anaheim ducks versus Philadelphia Flyers game, November the 10th, 2023, and will be autographed by number 49, Max Jones sold for $620. Um, Carlson sold for 1172. Terry was 917. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Wade. In the in the Ducks ones, a lot of the guys are standing like by their their wall logo wall, uh, wearing a jersey. Not everybody, but uh, uh, Gudis has got like some weird. They took it from the back, some weird hat on, uh, wearing his. His was seven seventy eight. Um, now over to the Blues side, because uh, say lucky enough, they both use Give Smart. It's the same phone number, so I get both the. 
things. Uh, let's see, Pavel Buchnevich, his went, and and they had some really beautiful designs. The numbers were red, white, and blue stars. They had the, um, um, on one sleeve had uh, one of the military, and I need to pull this up bigger because I can't yeah, see They it. all had different oh. logos on the one sleeve. Yeah, uh, like Buchnevich had a Marine Corps patch on one sleeve and then had the St. Louis Warriors hockey patch on the other, and I believe all the jerseys had that. Um, Correct. But their descriptions, because uh, Paul and I looked at one, what, a week or so ago that was basically saying um, made in Canada jersey, size, whatever, and that was it. I mean, the description. So it actually says, so on the blues one, it says, like I'm on the Nick Letty, and it says it's issued 23 salute to military jersey. This jersey was not worn by the player, and it has not capitalized. Says it'll be um, autographed prior to winner receiving it and signed, you know, no later than December 11th. And it just says it comes with a, a letter of authenticity from the equipment manager. So, you know, they and obviously their 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 stickering system. So I think it's interesting that they noted that they didn't that they're not worn, and I think that's their way of protecting, like the game worn thing. I do think that you'll see teams when they see other teams doing the picture of the player in the jersey and we had talked about that earlier i thought that was the way to go because at least then it's like you know you can get a picture of the guy wearing the jersey and it seems like too um at least by the description the pictures i can see there is no set stamp in them like they used to do uh really the blues did that i that i can see because usually in the description there's i think that even for these kind they put them in there but some of the other prices you got sunquist at 825 uh falk at 1225 these prices are a little low on some of the players about what we've seen in past years but other ones capping it at a thousand hofer yeah. 775 um thomas at 950 i mean i'm i'm very happy with the blues pricing yeah i was you know again i mean we started off the season a little slow you know um I guess I wasn't shocked at the pricing. I kind of, in the past, it, it, it's just depended. I mean, I think that that five to 800 range is pretty typical. And then obviously your stars or occasionally somebody seems to get a real hot roll on saying they got to get a guy and you'll see the one hit the, you know, thousand to 1500 mark. So I don't think that's uncommon. Uh, I wasn't shocked by any of the prices by any means. I'm happy to just see them up there a little bit. So, um, and some of the other teams I've looked at don't seem to be too, too crazy. Uh, and then you had uh, in the auction the Blues did after that, they do have military sticks that were taped mm -hmm. with camouflage. And their description on those, bit on this number 20, sod autograph, warm up used stick, Blues versus Coyotes, November 9th, was autographed November 13th. So the, blue, the, the Blues players, because again, we've – Covered that at length, and the, we saw the NHL back off. So they still are they are using them in warmups, and I think you'll see the other tape pride and others go as well. So yeah, and and Sods was three twenty, Bennington's was at a thousand. So Ooh. I'm glad to see those are pulling some money in. So the, yeah, the so big yeah. topic of the evening, and the reason Tiffany got drug on here is because she opened her mouth, um, and it's and it's a topic we've kind of touched on over uh, in past shows, but. Um, it, it's an important one, and, and I'm glad she brought it back to the forefront again, especially with the uh, the tragic death of the uh, the player in the, the English league with the, the skate cut to the neck and that. What happens when a player 
is killed um, or, or dies for some reason, is arrested, charged with whatever it may be, or some other thing like that. And I guess, what do you do? So Tiffany, I'll let you start. Uh, since, since you came up with this topic is, is uh, kind of give us, give us your thoughts on that. And I know you've over the years have dealt with that on several occasions. You know, I think it's, it's one of those things you don't ever prepare for, right? So you pick up jerseys for whatever reasons and you have them in your collection. And then, you know, you have those unfortunate situations, uh, a Dan Snyder, a Matisse, uh, Adam Johnson. Um, all three of those boys have had jerseys in my collection, right? Um, all three great kids. Um, but then you have the flip side of things, right? Like you have those people who have the the Mike Danton jerseys out there, right? Wade. Um, <laughs> I used to own them. Uh, or, old one. Wade's got some. Or Mike Jefferson. I don't maybe both. Yeah, def- yeah um, uh, depending on the day. Right. But, you know, I found myself in situations uh, in the USHL. Keep in mind, right, these are kids, uh, 16 to 20-year-old kids who don't always make the best choices. Um, So what happens, right? You drop $800 on a jersey and a kid is accused of sexual assault, right? Well, when that stuff starts spreading, then here you you have this jersey, right? No one really wants the bad karma in their collection, right? I mean, I guess that's how I feel. Um, But then what do you do with it, right? Do you, when you put it up for sale, do you you have to put a disclaimer that says, hey, you know, I'm only parting ways with this because this kid's now a jackhole and you know, I really don't want this this on my hands. Um, for me personally, you know, I've discounted the daylights out of stuff to move it to get it out of my house. Um, I've reached out to parents and said, hey, you know, listen, I'm keeping my personal opinions out of this, but I have this jersey of your kid. This is what I paid for it. If you want it, I'll gladly send it your way. Right. Because what, what are you really going to do with something like that? And there's some there's some Billy Tibbetts jerseys out there floating around. Right. And I I think over time, people tend to kind of not want to think about it right but there's a there's quite a few players really that have kind of muddied the water with their stuff you know with with their actions so that gets a little questionable for me so and and you mentioned reaching out to parents of of the kids of in in case being accused of bad things what what was the parents reaction you know for the most part i think when stuff like that happens everybody just kind of shuts down their social media right because we know that there's there's a lot of trolls out there, right? Um, I've had a couple that have said, hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. Um, I would love to have the jersey, you know, and I think a lot of them probably fear, hey, this stuff that's out there of their kids is going to be destroyed. It's something's going to happen, yeah. right? Because, you know, the reality is, is everybody kind of deals with things differently. Yeah. And and I meant to, I glossed over it um, or, or forgot it because it's now been a few weeks is, is up at the Detroit expo. We got to see an amazing uh, give back of a, of a Jersey to a family. If you've not seen it, uh, I will put the link uh, in the video so you can, can watch the interview, but uh, um, hockey player was yeah, killed. Well. Canton, Canton township hockey player, Jordan black was killed in a car crash on Thanksgiving morning. And, uh, um, we know, we all know Larry, one of the great collectors been, God, Larry's been one of the long-term collectors, been around forever, but um, helped reunite the family and, and a couple others involved with that, with his uh, Topeka Scarecrows game jersey. Brought him in, brought the family into the expo through a, a friend of the family and under false pretenses, and then the jersey's hanging there, and they had it all on, on video 
jerseys hanging there. They real the family realized, and and that was phenomenal. It was amazing to see again. <laughs> I, I hate. I almost hashed this out too much, but but whatever is is this is the kind of stuff that the hobby's about. Is yeah. that's a jersey that yes the the it, it meant something collector, but once we know again somebody's tragically lost um getting it back to a family or something like that and and seeing what it meant to them it it was amazing um like i said i'll have and there's the news cameras were there it was such amazing thing i'm I'm glad that happened and it's it's uh even just from a distance we're lucky to be a part of that and and see that happen in the community um taking a uh again it's going to be a sad situation forever but be able to to give them a little piece of their of their family back. Um, I did something on a much smaller scale. God, it's been probably pushing 15 to 20 years ago as, as, a, as a kid that played here for the for our junior team, went off and played for another one. I actually got his jersey from that team. And then I had randomly seen somewhere shared that he was killed in an accident at, a, at his job. And I'd reached out to local media up there saying, Hey, I'm trying to get in touch with this family. I just want to send this to them. And the, the, the reporter was a total ass. I don't have any of that information. Like, dude, you wrote the article with the family and was just a total jackass about it. And I don't remember where I had the picture posted or if it was just online, but one of the sisters reached out saying, Hey, um, I happen to see this. I would love to give this to our, parents as a gift uh because it was not was bought this time of year actually what can we pay for it I'm like you give me the address send it up i said the only thing i want back because they said they were going to frame it and that i said, i'd love to see pictures when it's done framed up and everything and i and i got a card shortly after christmas with the pictures and a big thank you uh from the family and they even they sent a check along and and that none of that mattered it was i was happy to see it up there and and that was was what's important and it just it makes you feel good in a, in a sad situation so i'm hoping i'm actually hoping none of us ever have to do that um again where there's this kind of tragedy but if you do know what it's going to mean to that to that family i mean who who went through a just a, a terrible piece so uh, again and, and tiffany like you said we have ones on both sides we have some that are are um, very sad stories like like the ones we've touched on. And then you have the ones, like you said, Mike Danton Jefferson, um, who Wade and I are very familiar with, who tried to have yeah. his agent killed. Once the story came out, I think a lot of people were less turned off by that once they realized why he was having his agent killed over he's just a crappy person and, and wasn't getting the deals or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have a couple Danton jerseys from the Blues, and honestly, I guess it's weird to say this, like his short time here, he was, you know, he was a spark plug, you know, tough, gritty, third, fourth line guy who really fit a, a, a history and style in Blues play that, that was really popular, and it's popular all around hockey. So he was a guy I liked as a player. His, You know, when, when that all happened, I remember thinking how crazy it was. The opportunity to acquire the jerseys later and add in my collection, um, I, I don't really see a stigma on them. I, I, I like to, you know, th- there's always a thing, you know, there's there's 
infamous type things that happen with players deaths or, you know, you can look at some of the, the guys that have, you know, unfortunately committed suicide from brain traumas and things like that and overdoses. And I think it's all just sad. And, and at the end of the day, we're, you know, we talk about this a lot. We're just keepers of this stuff at some level, and it's going to leave our hands at some point and go to somebody else's hands in a lot of cases. Um, I try to appreciate the, the stuff for what it is, you know, like in the Danton case, you know, I think a lot came out, like you said later, where it was like, I, I think that was an abused kid who had a lot of problems, you know, um, there's a lot of those out there. You know, when you think about the, I, I think if you honor them the right way, having them in your collection can be a good thing. If it's a bad person, I think obviously at some level, like Tiffany said, you kind of want to get rid of it. Cause it's like, hey, I don't know if I want this. I don't want this in my stuff. You know, I don't want, I don't want it associated with my collection. So um, it, I guess it really depends on what, what the situation is with the situation. I, guess, I don't have a good answer, I guess. No, I, don't know. no, I think, I think you've covered it very well. Mr. Rank, your thoughts. You know, it actually more than my Jersey collecting. It really affects my fantasy hockey teams more. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul always with the zinger. <laughs> it's, you know, like I, I can't even say pronounce his name cor correctly. The kid Montreal drafted two years ago. Oh Most yeah, looks, yeah You know, I kept. There was no way he was going to end up on my team. I, a lot of people in our leagues felt the same way too, and yeah. he dropped a lot further in them. Um, it, it's you know a lot of times when some some of the accusations come out, I'm dropping or trading those players. Yeah. So it, it's um. You know, and part of it might also be I don't have many of the many people who have passed away or have infamous past uh, incidents in my collection. Um, but, you know, it will uh, impact it. For example, if a Johnny um, Driskinus jersey comes available from Michigan, there's no way in hell that's going in my collection. Um Michigan's made it easy because they haven't offered jerseys for three, four years. But um, I wonder if they've destroyed sure. that one altogether. I'm sorry. So I wonder if they've destroyed that one altogether. Um, I wish they would. Um, it, it, it's st stuff like that. You know, it's I don't want in my collection. You know, conversely, um, after the locomotive tragedy, I was determined to get that Pavel Datsuk. Um, preseason jersey that was also worn by Roussan Soleil the year before because as the Red Wings do they recycle their training camp slash preseason jerseys for years and years and that is something I like ha you know I'm happy to have in our collection uh it, it means something I mean the fact that Pavel switched his number for that preseason in honor of him and they both wore that jersey uh it, it's it's a piece I want in my collection. So it, it's, I, I mean, I think we're all in the same wavelength here on, you know, stuff we don't want and what we want, you know, within it. So yeah. And long, long, short answer long. No, it's fine. No, you're, you're good. And you mentioned locomotive is, is the demand for Demetra jerseys went to the roof. Everybody was trying to get one because he was such such a known player to to St. Louis and really around the league because of of how he was and and just his his attitude is everybody liked him so a lot of collectors yeah. I know went after him because 
of of not just his on ice ability, but just how he was. And and you see stuff like that, uh, Ace Bailey, some of those jerseys too. I, I know people were hunting for them after after September eleventh. And it's I, I don't know that it's I don't believe it's a a morbid thing because oh they're they're passed away. I've got to have that. I think when a tragedy like that happens, if if you were a fan of of that team or that player, you want it because that it it's means a little bit more to you, and and maybe you want to even even protect that jersey. I guess. Yeah, very well said. Yes, Wickenheiser jerseys, and there's a lot of those out there. You know, the, those guys that mean something to a franchise, mean something to whatever. I mean, I think at the end of the day, all of us collect jerseys because we're fans of a team or because of a style or whatever. And I think we all have players that we either like or dislike for all kinds of different reasons. But I think there's definitely reasons to avoid certain ones and there's reasons to clamor to other ones, you know, and I think that's part of being a collector is the fan part of it still falls into, into play in a lot of this stuff, you know, and if some of these people, you know, they're disgusting people. They did terrible things. And I don't really want that. I don't want that, you know, and and I wonder what teams do with um with that if if they still have ownership of some of those things if they shove them in a closet if they they sneak them out the back door because they know somebody might and again more with with something happen call it criminally over somebody that passed away because I actually hope the teams hang on to those for a, a memorial or something and and I and I get that but the the criminality ones I'd be curious what teams have done with some of those. I mean, I spoke a little bit about this before the show. I won't say the team name, but uh, people can easily figure it out. I know one of the teams, which has a player that was accused of murder multiple times, uh, which I didn't know. I thought it was only accused of murder once. I didn't realize it was twice. They have one or two of his jerseys still there, and they're just hanging on the rack of jerseys they're not going to sell. Uh, they pulled it. They had it on sale before. It's um, no, no longer available. And who knows what ultimately is going to happen to it. If it's going to be recycled into something else, if it's going to slip out in one of the occasional sales or something. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone buys it, it would be willing to buy it at a cheap price and strip it and, yeah. But, you know, put some, uh, a player they want on it. I mean, it's we've discussed stripping jerseys many times on this show, and that's always an option there. So. And and it sounds bad in that particular case. That may actually be a, a pass to do that. With other <laughs> ones, as we've seen people strip them or post about it, if you then have something like a, a tragedy happen to them and it's then been lost to history because of that, that's sad. That is very yeah. sad. Well, think of how many times that happens, right? Oh, for um, sure. And when we talk about, you know, that jersey that uh, Larry helped reunite with that family, um, for one, USHL jerseys, especially at the time when Topeka was there, those jerseys were recycled like nobody's business, right? The USHL, up until really probably the last 10 years, didn't get heavily into the market of auctioning jerseys. You know, they wore them until there was nothing left for you basically to repair. And then a lot of times they just went in the trash because they're like, who the hell is going to want this? So the fact Sorry. that a that, that jersey still survived and it still had the nameplate was really kind of one of those things that made the hair stand up on your arms because you're like, whoa, the fact that this kid played so few games over like four teams, 
for that jersey to just be out there, right? And to find its way. And like, I guess the look on his mother's face, right? When she just realized it dawned on her right then and there. I mean, if you didn't have tears in your eyes, there's probably something wrong with you. Yeah. Because you're like, holy shit, this is this is the heart of of this community, right? Like, those are the moments that you're like, yep, this is why we are such That's- a cohesive group. And I remember t- I was telling my wife, I said, this is why when you yell at me, when you see those UPS boxes piled outside, right? <laughs> this is... This could be that. And she's like, I'm going to give you a free pass right now because that was very emotional. I'm going to, I'm going to no, take but, it. But you're, you're correct because I mean, we, we just never know what, what things are going to happen. And, and if you can, can save a bit of history or to, to help I would say bring closure, but at least help bring a family or somebody closer to somebody that's, that's been lost with giving them a Jersey or a stick or, or whatever it is, is, is some piece of their equipment that still hangs around. That's, that's going to mean a lot to you because you're going to feel good about it. And, and it's going to be so much for the family to just have that tighter connection. And, and like you said, yeah, watching that, that news story, seeing it, it, the cameras were rolling when they brought the family and it did It's like, yeah, I I have a feeling most people lost lost it watching that. I know the people in the room sure did. You could you could just see in that video. And you know what? I'm I'm glad because that I'm a, it, it just so it's heart wrenching to see anybody lose a, a child in a in a tragedy, especially around the day before Thanksgiving. So you know every yeah. year that that's right back up um but being able to to reunite them and 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 show show that family the heart this hobby has yeah so this stuff a jersey or a stick or the you know any of that stuff when you think about somebody that's young that's lost like that or even if they're old and lost this that jersey is a connection to probably some of the happiest things and the most momentous things that people are going to remember that young man by, you know, so, you know, hats off to, to Larry and Al and everybody involved in that, you know, cause like Tiffany said, it was pretty gut wrenching. You know, when you see that you're like, wow, this is, this is special. And so, you know, hats off to those guys and, you know, pretty cool. PSA, right. Stop stripping jerseys. Because yeah. those those fifty dollar jerseys that you're picking up in team sales that you're trying to change into whatever that's yeah. somebody's history, right? Yeah. Like, right. just come on now. We've had that conversation on here a couple times, and I've gotten to the point. It's actually, I at some level, like as far as the Maiden Canada's, I think it's slowed down over the last couple years. But when, when Adidas first came in and they went to the Maiden Canada's, everybody was trying to strip all these preseason and like nobody jerseys because they couldn't get the blank made in Canada's. And, you know, I mean, that was right when the blues were, you know, making the cup run and so many people stripped so many jerseys to make them into, you know, O'Reilly jerseys and Petro jerseys and what have you. And I know of at least one situation where I believe a, a Tage Thompson blues gamer got stripped to make into something else, which, what a huge mistake that is now considering right. how much that guy's star has risen. Um, Unfortunately now on the, the long-term IR, but, but yeah, 
climbing climbing yeah. the NHL level to where yeah. super into superstar status, yep. you know, like elite status. And so I know of at least one of his few blues jerseys that is no longer his, you know. Um, so now what happens? Do you strip that back down and turn it back into a Tage Thompson? Like, you know, it's just be giving them any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you are right, Tiffany. I, I don't do that. Leave it alone. Like, leave good enough alone. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll go around the, t- the table here and, and just do some hypotheticals. Wade, I'll start with you. If, if you had a jersey in your collection that, and you kind of you do kind of with Danton, and once the story came out, yeah. but you got them way after that that happened. It yeah, wasn't, yeah, for sure. wasn't right. And I will say, I actually owned his first blue jersey that season. I picked it up because I think it was my grade. Yeah, it was my grade that was selling him. I liked him because he was a fighter and and all that yeah. stuff. And I moved it probably a year after all the the stuff happened, but I didn't move it because it was a hot potato. It was just yeah. I wanted to move it at the time for other things. And now I regret doing that. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that kid was spent time in prison, went back to Canada, got an yeah. education, played hockey up there and is doing some other things. He's at least, he straightened himself out and, and is in a much better track than he was. And it, and it's great to see that. And I know some other people have done the same, but if you had a, let's say somebody committed murder or accused of murder what would you feel about owning that? You know, I guess it's always situational. I mean, obviously, like, it, like my gut right now says I don't, I wouldn't want something like that. You know, like I don't want a bad guy's, a bad guy's jersey. You know, um, so I, I guess, I guess it's situational. You know, what I intentionally, I guess, the best way to answer that is. Would I intentionally go out to acquire that? No. If I had it, I think it would be situational on how I would how I would approach moving it or doing whatever. You know, like if it was, you know, it depends on what the crime is too. I mean, there's so many things there that are like, you know, I mean, like here, listen, if somebody was like abusing children or doing something like that or rape and murder, and I, I don't want that. But I also don't know if I want to distribute it again. So it's like, you know, you just lock it in the closet, not look at it and whatever, um, you know, depending on what it is, I think that plays a part in it. I mean, the story has to be told before I'd make a decision, I guess, is my answer. As far as acquiring it. No, I'm not interested. Like, no, I, I, I don't want something like that. You know, and I, that's a very solid answer, Paul. It, you know, it's a karma thing. It's yeah. if I had that Jersey, I, I wouldn't want something from that player, especially if he's convicted of that or it there's compelling evidence that he really did do, you know, yeah. wh- whatever he's accused of. Um, it, it, it's but then you're, you're balancing it with the other thing with Wade alluded to. Do you really want to give that jersey to someone else? Um, it, it, it's just something which. It's not good to have in your collection. It's not good to sell. It's not, you know, it's it's almost a lost cause at that point to me. And, and I, I guess, you know, the other thing I want to throw out, um, one thing which really irks me is when someone passes away and you see their jerseys being offered on Facebook the next day for like 3X what they were 
yeah. working out 24 hours. I was going to touch on that and, and oh, sorry. made it there yet, but thank you for getting yeah. there. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's, you know, ha having a Jersey of someone who did something terrible, you know, I, I agree. Wait, I'd probably just lock it away. Oh, ha the way things are around our house, I might even forget, have forgotten <laughs> I have it. So, um, it's um but yeah i wouldn't feel right then also moving it because you know I, I don't know how many people would actually want that jersey and i'm a little bit concerned about someone who would want it so it's no it's it's a good thought and you're right the other the other side of it is as you do see um people trying to cash in on and they usually seem to be pretty well shamed the hobby is good at policing itself with that um and and I've seen people go after others going, really? Now you're listing this now when yeah. the bad taste. Very yes. very much so. Um Tiffany. Okay, so this is probably gonna sound bad. I'm more likely to keep something in my collection of somebody who's killed somebody if it doesn't involve children or like a sexual assault, right? Like I can probably look I could probably look past murder. I'll be honest. I can probably look past it a little bit. Um, not fully, but just a little bit. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't want any of it. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. I'll be honest with you. I probably still struggle with having jerseys in my collection um, of players that have passed away. I think at one point I had like six different players in my collection that passed away. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with me? I'm like, you know, I start looking around my closet. I'm like, hey, guys, I hope none of you are next here because what the hell am I doing? Yeah, you, you got know? some so, cloud or what? Yes. Well, unfortunately. I, Tiffany, yeah. unfortunately, at some point, if we can hold on to this stuff long enough, that's there's going to be a lot, lot of them in there, you know? That's, I know, right? It's probably bad, too. You know, like I, I have a unnamed player that I have, like, 20 of his jerseys in my collection, so I hope that kid's, you know, saying his prayers at night because I'm a little concerned. Lives to 105 um, or something. Right. Yeah, no, you know, I, I don't want that stuff. I That's probably why I guess I try to go the route if I find myself in those situations. Um of a family member because really outside of those people they're the only ones who are still going to love that person at the end of all of it right um appreciate what they did in the jersey you know yeah i like i just i don't want my hands on that but i will tell you uh kind of teeing off what paul said joe toman had two two i guess uh adam johnson jerseys that sat on that website for years and i only know this uh because adam played two years here in sioux city and great kid, you know, so I always kind of keep tabs on the, the former Sioux City Musketeers. And the night of that accident, I just got a weird feeling. So I shot him an email. I said, hey, listen, um, I'll take those jerseys because I just don't want them to end up in the wrong hands of somebody. Right. They've sat there forever, um, have connections to, you know, his billets. Let's whatever. And he got back to me and he said, those sold. He goes, I had no idea what happened. And they sold right away. It's oh. like, so, you know, somebody immediately was out there as soon as, because I mean, I literally probably messaged him two hours after it, it hit for us here, you know, oh. and just, so yeah, I mean, there, and, there's and a lot know, of people. And we can hope wait. whoever picked them up had the same thought you did. Yeah. Right. And you hope so. Yeah. And, and this is a part of the, the hobby that isn't the, the fun, shiny, cool thing we want to talk about what it needs to be and and I'm, I'm hoping and anybody else listening or thinks our opinions suck or whatever shoot any of us that were on this podcast a message if you didn't like it or, or if you want to 
to uh, to put your two cents in. Share it. If you, you don't agree with what we said or think we glossed over something or whatever, please do. The four of us have our opinions and, and, and think a certain way, but we may not line up with what you think. And, and I want to hear what other people's thoughts are on this because this is a piece that, that will continue to happen. In some cases, if you're collecting older guys, yes, they pass away because they're older or, or have a medical issue that, that doesn't make, um, that cause them to pass away earlier or see, like we said, CTE, things like that. But it's, it's those one-offs, the weird, again, killing, killing people are accused of, of killing a person and then looking at the news and finding out they've been accused of killing multiple people. Um, just, just weird crap like that. But it's, we're at the end of the day, everybody's humans and things happen and people are stupid and may get behind the wheel of a car and, and drink. And, and now with Uber and that, nobody should be doing that. I, I'm sorry. There should be zero DUIs because of, of Uber. Um, but those things have happened and it's, it's being smart about it and it's not being a jackass when tragedy strikes, no matter how it is, if it's, if it's, they just passed away, if they were killed or if they did something really bad, posting them out there for sale immediately. And I'm just going to say, it makes you look like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to put that. And I, and I don't, I've seen it happen and it, it pisses me off every time because I mean, you see it in tragedy in general, when something big happens, you see if people own something of a, of a movie star or whatever it is that gets thrown to eBay or thrown to marketplace or somewhere because, Oh, I'm going to have a chance to make money off whatever this event happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's crappy. Oh, it's shitty. I mean, I collect autographs and one of the things, you know, and I've been in the autograph world a long time. The one thing I, we all in that world look at, and there's a lot of groups that where people buy and sell autographs where, a lot of those have like a one week rule or like, you know, whatever, where if somebody dies, they don't, you can't just instantly list stuff for sale. But if you go on eBay, as soon as somebody dies within out, you know, within an hour, you can see the cause and effect of that. And it's one of those things where you're just like, Oh my God. So it's kind of, it's gross, you know? And it just, it, it's, it's, it's gross. That's like you said, you're kind of an asshole and it's kind of, it's kind of disgusting to chase chase that stuff you know and like um in in our case wade with uh when bobby plager passed away several years yeah. ago and and yeah. uh, had a a heart attack and and because of that had a, a car crash and passed away yeah i i posted a jersey i had of that was worn in the in the fantasy camp yeah. that was worn by him and autographed i posted yeah. it to show people hey i yeah. have this but it wasn't going anywhere no and that's I, great I, I mean, I think, you know, tributes, I think are fantastic. Not like you said, you go and all of a sudden you post that and you put a dollar amount on it. That's, you know, like you said, you're an asshole. Right. right? And, and everybody will remember that going forward. And, and yeah. in, in the case of Bobby, he met, I mean, yeah, I didn't get to know him or learn about him till much later. Cause I'm, I'm younger to where he played, but 
knew his history with the Blues, met him the first time I ever played fantasy camp on ice against him, stole yeah. a puck, learned some tricks from him, things like that, had a ball. Yeah. I ran into him on my bachelor party night at a blues game and gave me some, he gave me some very inappropriate wedding night advice, which was stayed with me forever. He used to flirt with my wife in Peoria when she had season tickets next to the bench. So any of the stuff I can pick up of him, I keep because I have a lot of personal memories of him. And it's, and even if, even if you don't, even if you're just a fan of that team and like that player, I get trying to pick up other things if, if they've been lost. So I, yeah. I'm never going to shame anybody if they're trying to get more stuff of that player, but it's the no. ones who take advantage of it that that just piss me yeah. off. Yeah, you know it's funny, like you, you know, and Bobby's a guy who I think a lot of us, you know, I remember being a teenager, pre-teenager, getting autographs. Always a guy who was a gem, you know. Um, so probably you know did a lot of signings and shows with him. I mean, just what a wonderful guy who's one of those guys who's just connected to the fan base of St. Louis. He was a guy who felt like you, you were, you were related to him almost, you know, with that, in that fanhood. Um, he was just such a part of the, the franchise, you know, and like I said, going out and buying the stuff is fine. I, you know, it is just funny to me, the amount of people that go out and, you know, the day of a guy's passing and then suddenly a $5 autograph gets listed for $75, you know? Um, or the jerseys get posted for sale. It's just, it's wild. So I, I, I think we've done a lot on this topic. I mean, we could, hell, we could probably go for, honestly go for another hour or two is, is, is different hypotheticals or touch on some different players that have, have done some, some crazy stuff. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll start with final thoughts for the evening since Tiffany's our, our uh, newest person here. I'll let you go first. Well, first of all, thanks for uh, letting me come on here. I think that this is one of those things that that's how you made it, right? This is how you know you get invited to uh, a dirty laundry. Uh, you're you're, you're real. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad right. we can it's, make you feel special like that, Tiffany. I tell you what. I mean, this this bar now no longer means anything after after having this night with you boys. So, um, you know, I, I think that it just all comes back to that what we're doing is bigger than what we're doing, right? Um, you know, Dan Snyder was was my dude in Atlanta. Um, him and him and Danny Heatley both, right? Uh, but Snides was one of my all time favorites. I, it took me eighteen years to get my hands on his St. Patrick's Day warm up jersey that you know I I coveted when when he was alive, and I there's no way I could have afforded that back then. You know, um, yeah. I have three pieces of his in my collection, and it's been over twenty years. Wow! Right? There's, I mean. I have a a stick from his funeral. You know, they kind of, they did pallbearers got special sticks that were his model sticks that have a special little quote on the blade. Um, A collector knew that I have been desperately seeking to add items of his and could find nothing and, and brought it back from Canada for me. But yeah, so you have situations like that, right? Like, Hey, there's people out there who are just not moving anything. And then you, we see the flip side of that. Um, I just, there's some pieces right in your collection. They're just, they mean more. They hit home. They're just different. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all somebody's memory somewhere along the line. So yeah. I'm just glad to be a part of it all. And that's how I learned who you were is I remember seeing the, the Dan Snyder stuff and the posting and, and all of, of that. And that's how I learned who you were. And then just over the years had gotten connected with you. So it, it's, it's interesting to, to see, when when collectors are doing special things like that and then 
you see them pop up here, there, and, and at that time, message boards over social media. Um, but it, it's great to see how far we've all come and, and see, even in a, in a tragedy thing, is, is collecting somebody that meant so much to you. Right. Paul. Well, first off, it's great Tiffany could join us tonight. Appreciate you being on this. Um, I really don't have much to add to the current topic, I, which I haven't said already. It's, um, like I said, a fa fascinating discussion. Happy we were able to discuss it. One thing um, off topic I wanted to bring up is starting tomorrow, we got the games in Sweden. Oh, that's uh, right. For the NHL. So I, I want to make sure we mention that. So if you play fantasy hockey, get your lineup set early. Um, yes. But from this hobby perspective, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the patch jerseys. I know last year when the Sharks played in Sweden, they sold those right away when they got back. I'm sorry, they sold the white set and the teal set, kind of a few of them came out. So what do we have, four teams playing over there? Um, be interesting to see when they come back if those jerseys are going to be available or what the plans are for them. Or yeah, or in one case is is going back, of course, with the the uh, as we continue to call it the McKenna rule. Um, if if the players take any of those, since that's in the CBA, I could see them. And are, are they wearing? I'm assuming because of all that flying and having to go over there, that it's it's one set of each color. Or do we know? I it should be one set of each color is what I heard. So I'll be curious if the if the the players get one or either color um, to keep, or if certain if they pick. I don't. Again, each team does it differently in in what they give the players. I think. Yeah, yeah. the four teams that are going over there are all teams that independently handle their jerseys too. So that's that's an interesting tidbit to add to it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun games to watch for sure. Um, the uh, the the country that po that that gives the third most players to the NHL um, is Sweden, behind Canada and the U.S. So um, should be should be great games. Wade, final thoughts? Um, nothing. Nice to be back. Um, kind of enjoyed a break from doing a couple of these, but it's great to be back. It's Tiffany, thanks for joining us. It's always great to get another perspective and, you know, personally, good luck with the, with the bar. Uh, next time I make it to Iowa, I'll be uh, swinging by to have a Coca-Cola there since I don't really drink. Um, but uh, no, it's cool. Thank you for joining us. And doc, thanks for always for putting it on. And Paul, uh, we're just hoping for some more sharks wins for you. Let's see. I, some of the some of the national reporters I've seen talk is, is are they going to get as high as like forty points? I mean, it's it's no. stupid low on the number of points for the season. It's insane. I'm just hoping for a Mike Hoffman jersey out of this thing for a reasonable price. <laughs> but it, it is a bad team. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's a very bad team. It's and yet you know what? Every game. So you know what's amazing though in the NHL. The one thing that you, you know, in a lot of sports, you know, baseball, I think is the one where you can turn around the fastest, it seems like. But in the NHL, it really is a pretty quick turnaround in a lot of these cases, you know, um, depending on free agency and when guys move, you know, they, they, you know, they're not far away from being a playoff team next year. You know, I mean, that's that's a reality of hockey. You know, like, look at our, you know, I we always talk about the Blues, but look at the Blues. I mean, they're 
kind of terrible last year. And right now we're dancing with probably being a playoff team this year. So um, it can happen quick. We can hope. So. Or or you could suck for a long time, Paul. I mean, there's always that. Too. <laughs> yeah, as a Red Wings fan, you know, we, we've been spoiled for a number of years. And there you last, go. the rebuild's taken Iserman a little bit longer than he wanted, I think. But um, this year's team is fun to watch. Yeah, you know, and and the NHL has been fun, really fun to watch overall. Some of the and not just the Bedard stuff, but seeing some of the other rookies that are producing yeah. crazy, and just a lot of the the games that you don't expect that are crazy scores, and some of the stuff we've seen. And I mean, we're only in mid November; we got a long way to go, and it, it, again, it's a fun season to watch. This show is going to continue to be a ball through through the holidays and and covering all kinds of game worn stuff. Tiffany, again, thank you for joining. I know I'm we're going to have you on again, uh, working around your bar schedule, of course. Or you just say if your internet didn't crap out um, uh, tonight, you'd have been from the bar. If not, we'll we'll eventually have you doing a show from there for us. Absolutely, so. I'll uh, I'll make sure I pick my topics more carefully next time. Nope, hey, you're no, you were good. I, this topic need to be discussed. Um, we've got some other I would call it morbid ones down the road, where we've talked about covering what happens when we pass away. So we we're gonna touch on that down the road. We got a lot of other topics coming. Uh, I did want to touch on. I mentioned it in one or both of the, of the podcasts we did at the expo. Um, I, I am in contact with the gentleman running Boston Bruins uh, game war and stuff. And they have been posting stuff out there at some, some interesting prices, some not bad. Um, he does. He likes the show does want to come on. He is just crazy busy. One of the things that caught my attention, the email he sent me is they found a lot of old stuff they were going through and trying to sort out and, identify which is interesting in itself because we understood all that was going to migrate so he, he wasn't completely clear on what all it was but there was some it was was interesting to read that but i am working on having him come on once uh once their stuff settles down which is awesome and and like i said he gave us high marks and was was uh, really enjoyed the show uh, what he listened to so far and was going to go to more so i thank you for for anybody that listens again Thank you for for listening to me and the rest of us ramble for an hour, hour and a half on end. We enjoy doing it. It's fun to get together. Uh, if you'd like to come on, shoot any of us a message. Uh, we 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 like bringing on different people because all of us think differently or look at our collections or, or look at the hobby differently. It's all it's all good thoughts. I'm, we will never knock anybody, but. We are episode 31 in the books. We are cranking along and uh, it's, it's going to be a fun season and, and we'll keep putting them out. Another night's in the books. Thank you all very much for being on. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.